0: TAIZO stands for titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. In other words, their commitment to mineral sun protection is right in the name. TAIZO is known for having a unique line of all mineral sunscreens with different textures and finishes that cater to every skin type and tone. Sunscreen application may seem burdensome, but with Tizo, it doesn't have to be. Their sunscreens have been meticulously crafted to seamlessly fit into your daily routine. Whether it is saving a step in the morning with an SPF that doubles as a makeup primer, or giving your skin a glow before running errands, Taizo has you covered. All Tizo sun protection formulas have broad spectrum protection and are 100% free of chemical sunscreens, dyes, parabens, gluten, preservatives, Fragrances, and phthalates. Check out Tizo's Mineral Sunscreens and so much more at TaizoSkin.com. That's T-I-Z-O Skin.com. Shop with code LISTEN10 to receive 10% off your first order.
1: Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. A brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters... All while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Sugar, <laughs> sugar Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome <laughs> hey to podcast y'all. recording night hey
0: y'all
1: hey how we doing doing great how about you i am busy it's busy i'm busy busy I'm, but it's not that i'm busy <laughs> i wow. i got myself one of those ninja grill things oh yeah that the seven in <clears throat> one situation which by the way they do not pay us to say their names oh god no i'm sorry i said it but that's what i got Okay. Mainly because I wanted to be able to grill meats. I live in an apartment and you can't have an outdoor grill. And I'm I'm not a fan of a communal grill. No, (laughs) (laughs) I had a hard time with it. I wanted something I could grill meats on. So I got it. I mean, fantastic, whatever. But it comes in a ginormous box that I couldn't even lift. I had to go get my boy to get it out of the male prize closet the prize closet (laughs) and he brings it over and then it's a it's a giant box and then a an extra 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 large box inside the giant box oh gosh and then there's all this packaging Mm -hmm. that's enormous and it's cluttering my kitchen Mm -hmm. and I can't there's no flow it was a boulder and without a flow I, my mind gets all jumbled you, I, i'm yeah. the type that needs a flow in my kitchen all right and i'm, I'm cooking. Sorry. it's
2: my night to cook i know i love that <laughs> i mean i'm i got no complaints i don't i'm sorry about your troubles <laughs> but
1: i kind no, of i got no problems. yeah but i'll tell you what i made tell me i made homemade strawberry pop tarts oh i wonder why you would even think to do that i don't know I don't know because we talked about oh, it. That's about British, right. We were we were British brothers. We did talk about <laughs> it with our British brothers. Yeah. They said they were too sweet. And it's
2: my understanding that one of those British brothers, whom I won't name, is down and out. Oh no. Yeah, he tested positive and we got the COVID. He's got he's isolated out and there. he's feeling crappy. And oh I'm sorry. I know. We're so sending all of our American you, know who love. you are, we won't out you, but. We will send you our love. Have sweet dreams of pop tarts when you yes. to this. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs>
1: those
2: and childhood favorites. You make them homemade. You can control the amount of icing. <laughs> exactly, which is what they were saying. You should either have filling or icing, but not but both. not both. Oh yeah, you can leave the icing off of these. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So I found this recipe on a website called sugarspunrun.com. dot okay. SugarSpunRun. I like it because it sounds like. A marathon, yes. Like we're oh, we're runners. We're gonna run. We're gonna, run and run. Make we're gonna go
2: about when we go to this website. It's about running.
1: Yes, that's what I was jogging in place yes. while I was making yes. recipe. Of yes, good. So uh, they've actually I put them together. They're cooling, and then they need to be iced and and sprinkled oh, and sprinkled. But it is it is such an easy recipe. It I mean, really you is. That, but you're
2: gonna need to. Well, I mean,
1: I I will say I did get a. A pretty bad cut on my finger from my food processor blade. <laughs> yes, I know. Which the girl, bless her, in the video that she does specifically yeah. says, do not cut yourself on the blade <laughs> of the food
2: processor. And you were like, um, I don't believe you. Right. I'm
1: so, be the one that proves you wrong. I had to, this stuff had chills. It's been hours since I chilled and rolled out the dough yeah. and got it all together. And my finger, she still bleeds. So, <laughs> like, what is happening? Don't believe Alamo, girl. No, no, no. It's just a little cut on my finger. I probably could use a stitch or two, but... Um, Is it really worth getting not, all sorts of other things yeah, just to I can't, get that I just can't.
2: Mm-mm.
1: I can't. So, and plus, I have to go back into my office tomorrow for work and I'm real bitter about it. But the night before I have to go back to the office, I become very discombobulated and disorganized. I see this. It's hmm. a whirlwind happening. Thank God for booze.
2: Thank God for booze, and thank God you only have to do this once a week. We need to maybe look at not recording maybe not on
1: Tuesdays,
2: yeah, which Tuesdays are bad for me. But we got we got messed up this weekend. We couldn't get to it.
1: Yeah, and we're coming up. Our May is very busy. We have a lot of things to do. Lots to do in May. We
2: got to do their stuff and our stuff.
1: Yeah, and happy to do it. I mean, thank God we're busy with this stuff. Yeah. And not some other crazy thing. It doesn't day. change the clock. It does not change the clock. <laughs> and the and clock I, is not always I don't friendly. always manage my
2: time well. And I don't either. And sometimes I manage my time. It doesn't manage itself. Right.
1: But I do manage <clears> my <throat> liquor well. Well, that <laughs> is TBD. T- TBD. Yeah. TBD. All right. So, well, what do you have going on well, on your side? First of all, I just want to say that. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Oh no! Oh, God. Here, oh, it's <clears> a senior <throat> moment. A senior moment. Her bourbon hadn't kicked in yet. Okay. What the
2: fudge? What was I (laughs) going to say? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I got allergies. (laughs) That's what I'm going with. I got allergies and I am going to clear my throat. I'm going to drink water a lot
1: because as you can hear, it gets really dry. I think it's because it's because of those dang boxes in my kitchen (laughs) that you can't focus and think because... Why are you holding oh, your yeah, water I She's <laughs> holding her water cup in my face. Like, get me more. I'm, get me more. I water. have to stay right here stationary. Cause... Get me some water, wench. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that won't be happening. <laughs> so anyway, I have the allergies. So you've said a yes, couple of times. A couple of times. Excuse me. I'm sure I'm hitting my mic because I'm getting ice because the witch seems to be not working tonight. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I oh my her. gosh, somebody did not fill up their Britta.
1: Oh, Lordy B. I left
2: like my top over there, but it's okay. My you, top. To well my, my top.
1: Lord have mercy. We need to be specific on a podcast. My lid. My lid. Cup. I can assure Cup you lid. that would be the only top I would allow her to leave in the kitchen. Ooh. <laughs> you and me both, sister. Now that you're back from getting your water wench, what do you, <laughs> what do you got to tell us? I'm going to you- tell you about a murder. No way.
2: This murder was sent to me by Antonio. No way. Yes. And Antonio has a podcast that we're going to be on eventually when he's ready for us. But, you know, some people have to get mentally geared up.
1: Well, thank you,
2: Antonio. But his podcast is called The Cult Worthy. The Cult Worthy. Yeah, he talks a lot about, like, he's a movie... Savant. oh yeah you That's know he's crazy it is crazy and it's all the genres like it doesn't matter he does love the horror right which is you know scary for me yeah. but it's okay yes and then um but you know he can talk about any and 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 also <laughs> so... There go those allergies again <laughs> my allergies are actually so bad <laughs> anyway he's really smart with music like that too oh, okay like it's it's creepy almost. He's a genius. Yeah. He's a genius. I've never met and there And he still to wants to interact with us. I think that's why it's taking a little time to get us scheduled. Oh uh, right. He's probably consulting with many therapists.
1: I'm sure he's like, how do and how do you handle somebody like this?
2: And profilers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. You're worth the wait, Antonio. But thanks for the thanks for the murder, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you for not. Committing the murder, but for sending the murder. Yeah, definitely. He did not commit this murder. He's cool guy. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. Okay, what you got? Lay it down. Salt Lake City, Utah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Who raised us? (laughs) How does this
1: happen? The fact that we both did it at the same time without we didn't rehearse that. I didn't know what she was going to say. Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin. Wyoming, the 50, 50, United States 13 I American learned, I never learned any of that stuff. Every time I hear Utah, that's what I think. I loved that song. I can name I all the states in alphabetical I order. I understand. But only two songs. Okay. Only two songs.
2: Back to Utah. Back to Utah. Ta. <laughs> Shoot, I'm never getting through this. Oh, God. Okay. We are in July of 2004. Oh. And we're talking about a lady named Lori Hacking. Lori, Lori, 27 years old, married to Mark, who was her high school sweetheart, Nice. five weeks pregnant, worked at Wells Fargo as a broker's assistant, I okay. think is what it was called. I don't know. I might've made that up, but it, she did that kind of thing. The, like the she assisted market, a broker with stock market right, crap. Right. So on July 19th, around, as if I was talking about this, <laughs> oh no. Oh God. No, everybody, shh. Okay. Seriously, this is a murder guys. Okay. July 19th, around 10 o'clock in the morning, Mark calls Lori's work Hmm. to see if she was there. And her coworker, Brandon said she had not shown up, which was out of character for Lori. And Mark then wanted to speak with Lori's supervisor. And that supervisor confirmed that she, in fact, was absent. He didn't believe the first person. Maybe he always feels like he needs a second, a second opinion. It's yeah. always a good way to yeah. go. I, I mean, he it. just might be one of those people. That makes I don't perfect know. sense. Yeah. Oh, I almost said Pandora. Brandon <laughs> said she had not shown up. Oh, I already said that. Oh, Lord have mercy. Mark told coworkers <laughs> that Lori had gone out for her usual early morning jog and was supposed to wake him up when she got home. And he woke up at 10 o'clock in the morning and to to realize she wasn't there. Dang! And supposedly she went out at like five thirty in the morning.
1: Oh wow, she's dedicated. She had
2: to drive to this jogging trail. Mm. This says danger all over. Danger, danger. danger. Will at Five thirty in the morning by yourself on a jogging trail that right. you got to drive to. You're done. I'm already scared. I know. So, anywho, Mark told co work and he said that. <laughs> and that's what I said. Lori's supervisor urged <laughs> Mark to call the police. Okay. So Mark called around to some of Lori's close friends and he told them that she was missing. He also said he had gone out to the jogging trail where she was and found her car. And he ran three miles each way on the jogging path, trying to find her call her name and everything. Oh no, my sign gosh. no sign of her at all. At 1049, Mark called the police and the police told him they have to wait there 24 hours. To call and for him to call hospitals and jails and check to see if she was any of those. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's logical. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something about (laughs) all the hospitals and jails to see if she's there reminded me a little bit of my teenage years. I can imagine. Because I think there might have been more than one occasion when I was. Not at home, anywhere near my curfew. Mm-hmm. And they were calling hospitals and jails to see if I was there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: that's what it kind
1: of reminded me of. Well, obviously. the funny, the thing about it, though, is in our small town, if you had been in either of those places, they, they would have, have gotten already fu- gotten a, a phone, phone call. call. I know, they should have known I was and in you, a At that point, they just would have <laughs> let you sit there. Ooh, party foul. Oh, Somebody my. dropped her microphone. Oh, I hope I didn't hurt y'all's ears or my microphone. Lord oh, have mercy. I can only hope I'm still working. Are you, oh, oh, oh no! Keep talking, sugar. Okay, so I don't know how to tell the story. But <laughs> imagine Shoot. at this point, Mark is really worried. He's going to call the jails and the Keep hospitals, You're doing good. and see if she's in I any of I'm those gonna, places.
2: Yes, and then reminds me of my childhood. Blah blah blah. And here we are. Lori's family and friends launch their own search, and even friends that. From out of town came in, some of them flew. Oh, in, I would have, yeah, like immediately on the plane because this was so out of character for her and they were really worried about her. Yeah, so on July 20th, which was the next day, Lori's family holds a press conference asking for help in finding Lori. And police also at that point can start investigating. Okay, they start searching, and 3,000 volunteers show up to search for Lori. Wow, 3,000 people.
1: I don't Crazy. think that many
2: people would show
1: up for me, but okay, as long difference. as you're out there looking, I'll be all right. I'm going to be out there. Right. Out there. And I get all of our psychic medium a golf friends. Cart, that's I'm fine. i be out there. I, you don't, I wouldn't be walking on foot. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't, be don't be expect you to foot. either. I don't want to be on
2: foot. I don't want to be a foot. No. Because I'm scared that I'm going to hit your foot. Right.
1: <laughs> my foot and it's going to freak me out. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, or a snake will get me. Yeah. In this scenario, I'm hoping I'm okay.
0: I'm, I just I'm fell sure asleep, at the, the gym. Just asleep.
1: I was at the gym and I and fell, you asleep. fell asleep. Yes. That's true. That's true. And we called the hospitals and
2: jails and you weren't there. I wasn't because I was the gym. In the gym didn't young. tell us
1: you were sleeping. Well, nobody would expect so me to be dumb. there. So dumb.
2: Okay, so we've had the press conference. We've got 3,000 volunteers and the police bring in helicopters, search dogs, and even cadaver dogs to help in the search. Nice. They can't find Lori. Oh, no. So remember I said, um, I think I said, (laughs) I hope I said, I should have said that her husband, when he went out to find Lori, he found her car. He did. Okay. He found the car at the track. Right. So he reports that to the police and the police go and find the car where exactly where he said it was. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. That's amazing. It's, it's amazing. They start looking through the car and they found that her driver's seat had been pushed way back, oh, like by a tall person. Right. She's four, And Dang they it. measured it and it seemed like a six foot tall person.
1: That's how I drive my car though. I know it is
2: how you drive <laughs> your car because when I get in, I can barely touch my tippy toe. Yeah.
1: Because I'm afraid so. of the airbag. Yeah, but you should so be I'm afraid, afraid <laughs> of not being able to reach the gas or the brake. No. I really, it gives me, it, I have problems with anxiety <laughs> sometimes when I'm in the car and it makes me comfortable to stay for it. You're supposed to have an My eight God. and a half five, <laughs> five piece of paper oh, you between you. Feet. No. No, there's no room in the car. And no, no, a regular piece of paper like between you and the, and the airbag. Yeah. And I double that. Well, why not? <laughs> because they could be lying. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Seriously. I have to put my tippy toes. I mean, I, I can't, I have short toes, so I can't drive barefoot in her car. I would have to have some kind of a shoe.
1: perhaps
2: a, <laughs> <laughs> a pointy toe flat.
1: Po- oh, yes. A <laughs> yes that might
2: help. Just something to give me a little leverage on my gas boat. Yeah. So anyway, here we are. We're looking for Lori. And we find her car and the driver's seat is a little wonky. Yes. Also in the car, her per, no, also... Not in the car. Are <laughs> her purse, her keys, her phone? Oh, none of them in the car. That's unusual, isn't it? Especially when a woman is going out on a job. Correct. She wouldn't take at least her purse or right. her phone.
1: I mean, <laughs> I might <laughs> crazy that way. I don't know. I don't know. But no,
2: she wouldn't have. I all don't, right. I don't really know. So, and they also okay. That was premature. <laughs> it, they. The police interview Mark and he tells them that he and Lori were just a couple of weeks from moving to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, where he was going to start medical school. Oh. And her parents actually corroborated. Nice. Did it.
1: You did better than I could. Oh my gosh. We're gonna be damned.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they backed up. I'm not trying it again, that story. Okay. That that was true. They were moving and blah, blah, blah. Lori's coworkers had said that Mark and Lori had attended the going away party Mm -hmm. that they had thrown for Lori that, that evening before she went missing. Oh, okay. And they attended together and they seemed happy and, you know, no, like nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. And they said, and they were really glad to see that because she had actually, Lori had actually left work that day in tears. Oh. Saying something about a lie that she had found out about Mark.
1: Oh, no.
2: Dang it. Dang it. Dang yeah. it. So the night that she went missing or no, the night that she. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. The oh, night God. after. No. The she night the she went missing. Right. The night that she went missing. Yeah. Police are called to a nearby hotel where they find Mark mm-hmm. running around the the property naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is oh
2: no, he's just running around naked. naked. He had his shoes on. Oh, well, then he wasn't completely naked. I'm sorry. He was 99.9% naked. <laughs> oh, goodness, he covered up the nasty feet. Oh my God, there's no telling what's happening in those shoes.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, so <laughs> he's running around naked. What do they do up there? In <laughs> what's my in the air? In goodness
1: Lord have mercy. So,
2: anyway, they take him. To a psychiatric ward for a 72 hour hold.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So in the meantime, they. Oh, what's the timeline? Just got shot. The H-E-double-L, if
2: that's the case. uh Uh-uh. The night. So she went missing in the morning. The night,
1: that night is when he got picked up. But if he's on a 72-hour hold, Sugar, he's gonna be in there for a few days. All right. Well, what's your what do you want him to do? Well, the next morning is when she went for her jog and he missed it. No, oh you are all kinds I, of messed up. It's my allergies. <laughs> <laughs> we both suffer from horrible allergies. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna ask any more questions about the timeline. I see Here's
2: have got the it. She goes for a jog at 5.30 in the morning. I understand. I just thought that was the day after the party. It was the day after the party. So she went to the party. huh. She and Mark were together. Mm-hmm. They were fine. Mm-hmm. They went home. Right. The next morning, she goes out for a jog. Okay. She does not come home. Okay. Mark reports her missing. Okay. They say you have to wait 24 hours. Right. So he goes and takes his clothes off at oh, the hotel.
1: That night, the night after she went missing. Yes. yes. There, see, I got <laughs> yes. it. Now Yes. Uh, allergies are clearing. Up. All that way, all that same
2: 24-hour timeline. I thought crazy. our listeners appreciated that recap. So you know, they probably did <laughs> not. Anyhow, here we go again. Naked. He naked. So while he's in the psych ward thank you okay they go to investigate um his and Lori's apartment oh okay and they find some interesting things oh what did they find well in the bedroom there's a huge arrangement of flowers mm. just ridiculously huge right in a vase next to on top of a table okay next to a table but on, on the know, table. I was trying to pick it up mentally in my no, mind. i understand i, like, I it saw you trying yeah, it. It was <laughs> yeah. i was heavy. like oh i gotta get it <laughs> so heavy. oh gosh so heavy. Um, they also found that, that there was a brand new mattress on the bed, a new one, brand new. Oh, wow. And, um, the, the, it didn't look like it was a matching set with the box springs.
1: Oh, oh no.
2: So maybe a little mix match going on there, going, going,
1: going, what the hell.
2: They also find Lori's purse, wallet, cell phone, and keys.
1: Oh, yeah. How'd she go for a jog
2: without her keys? It's tricky. They also find a hunting knife in Mark's dresser drawer. Lord of mercy. And it seems to have blood on it. Oh, Mark. He will later say that's animal blood. Okay. Well, DNA that's tests don't lie. Say. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, and also there was a letter in, in the spare bedroom. There was a typed up letter that seemed to have been from Lori. And it talked about, and they didn't know when it was written, but it talked about, I need you to be better. Um, I need I. I don't see a life with a man the way you're acting right now. Right. I don't see a life going forward with us without you changing. But they didn't know when it was from. It could have been when they were dating. Could have been. I don't
1: know. You need to date your shit.
2: You oh. do. You need to date your shit.
1: Stuff. Sorry, Mama.
2: Sorry, Mama. She said it first. I just was repeating. It's like my a allergies. It's Ann's allergies. They're affecting me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so police interview Mark's dad. Okay. Okay. The dad says, well, you know how he said he was leaving for medical school. Right. He said, there's no medical school. Oh, no. He's not enrolled in medical school. Oh, why Why did he, why did he tell the police that? Well, because that's what he had told everybody.
1: Oh, a liar, a big
2: liar, a naked liar. That seems to be what Lori found out at work.
1: Oh. She's
2: five months, five weeks pregnant suddenly, and they're moving. And her husband she is a naked liar. Well, yes, but she didn't know that yet. At yeah. this point, he still got his clothes on. But she called UNC Chapel Hill to ask about financial aid. Right. They have no record of him enrolling or even applying. Oh, dang it. So him's done, he done lied. And Mark's dad said, that's not the first time he's lied. He actually never really graduated from university. Of, I think it's called University of Utah, Utah University. Right. At, from the university university within Utah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's called. If it's not called that now, they need to rename that the university within Utah. He said that Mark was going to school and he and his wife had decided they were going to cause he was married going to school, you know, out right. of their house, but they were like, well, we're going to help him out and pay his tuition one semester. Right. So mom calls to pay his tuition. Oh, they've never heard of him. No. And so she left a message on the answering machine saying, Hey Mark, it's your mom. I went to pay your tuition, but they've never heard of you. Why are you not enrolled in school? Oh no. And Lori is the one that intercepted that message. Wow. So the dad tells the police the story. And he said, you know, we saw them a couple of weeks later. They were fine. They seemed to have worked it out. We asked Lori, is she okay? And she's like, yeah, we worked it all out. It was just a misunderstanding. And he said, we just went on our merry way because they seemed to be okay. They got over it. Right. So he said, we didn't think anything of it. And now he found out that Mark was telling people that he was going to UNC medical school. Wow. And that's not a while. So that's like one well, has a little hard time with the a little hard time. A little hard time. A little, just a little hard time. In the meantime, whilst whilst. Whilst Mark is in the psych ward. Meantime. Meantime.
1: <laughs>
2: brothers go.
0: <laughs> brothers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening.
2: Mark's brothers go. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. To visit him.
1: Oh, at the psych ward? <laughs> yes. Okay.
2: They urge him to tell them the truth. Tell us the truth, about Mark. About whatever the heck it is that's going on with you. Tell us the truth. Things are not adding up. We don't like where this is going. Right. Something's wrong with your dog. Yeah. They said, Mark, we're going to, it was morning, by the way. Right. Oh, by the time. Oh, by the time. <laughs> oh, by the bye. And so they said, we're going to come back this evening to visit you. We're going to give you all day to think about it. But we really are urging you to tell us what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So they come back that night and Mark confesses that he had killed Lori. Just like that? Just like that. Yeah. (sighs) This is what he tells the brothers happened. In the big confession. Yeah. I don't know that it was a full 100% truthful confession. Right. This is what he is saying. He's saying that they had had an argument. When when Lori came home from work, they made up. They went to Lori's party, and we know people said that. On the way home, they stopped at a gas station to get some snacks or whatever, and then they headed home. When they got home, Lori went to bed. Mark stayed up to play Nintendo, and he was supposed to be packing for his big move. The big move, right? So big move to nowhere. Yeah. So what Mark says is, as he was packing. And playing Nintendo at the same time because he's really coordinated. <laughs>
0: Maybe he he stumbled switched.
2: upon a twenty-two caliber shotgun that just happened to be loaded. Oh, he just stumbled upon it. Oopsie! And all of a sudden, it's in his hands. Oh! And he walks into the bedroom and shoots his wife in the head while she sleeps. Oh, right. Nice guy. Just, just came upon it out. and
1: said, "Hey, while I've got this, mm-hmm. I'll go kill my wife while so, she sleeps." And then he said.
2: He staged, you know, after that, he staged the whole car, the everything. So he doesn't really say where she is. The brothers go to the family attorney, which evidently they had.
1: Uh, everybody they has one but attorney. us. They
2: went to an attorney. Oh, wait, no, I
1: think them. we do have. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we've, we've got family attorneys. They don't know they're our family attorneys, but they are. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they our family? Um, no, Oh. the, the the attorney for the family.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Almost rounded. (laughs) Okay. This. Okay. So I don't know what you just said. It's fine. So they go to the attorney, the family attorney, the family attorney, here we are again. And they tell him what Mark has said. So then the, the attorney goes to. See him in the psych ward. He's about to get out.
1: Everybody goes to visit I mean, him in the just psych ward. Like a I didn't even know when it. you were on a 72 hour old that you can know have where company. the psych wards are to visit. <laughs> I didn't realize you could have company. I,
2: I know. I agree. The attorney talks to what's his face, Mark, and Mark says, I'll, You know, it's true. I'll confess. So, of course, they go to the police station to turn him in, and he tells them that story. Right. But then they said, Where's lori's body oh and he said it, like he, he kept changing his story like where she was where she was right but eventually what he said was i put her in garbage bags and i put her in the dumpster oh so i threw her out like the trash by then by now she's in the landfill
1: right oh my
2: god, Utah, and i can't remember how many square yards or square miles this thing is it is just it's enormous. I mean, a landfill is not little. It goes on forever. No. And this is just like
1: that. And I will say there are some instances where you they can certain cities can pinpoint where certain yes. trucks dump the stuff and so they have a dumpster general. out
2: behind their house mm-hmm. their apartment mm-hmm, building mm-hmm. and they did find a clump of hair in the bottom of For that. Heaven's so sake. they thought it was maybe her hair so they felt like that she had been that he had planned it because the garbage got picked up that morning right and it, and so but when you're talking about Salt Lake city. It's so huge. Right. And then you're, you're going to have to pinpoint.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it
2: gets, it gets bad. So it actually took them two years, I think to find her body. They searched for two years. They did not not stop. They searched that landfill. For two solid years, they would not that give up. That
1: is freaking and amazing. And when they found
2: her, it was pretty much just her skull and her ribs. But they
1: found her and that, did. that helps and get the have, family they closure. They found remains
2: and they were able through DNA to say it was her. They could not prove she was pregnant because she was so decomposed. Right. I mean, there was yeah. nothing left but a skeleton. Right When when police charge Mark, they can't charge him For the baby. with capital murder because they couldn't prove there was a baby. Right. So he, he can't. He can't go capital murder. So he ends up going to court right before he goes to court. Wait, what? Right before he goes. So, he, so he's been charged. Right. Okay. So he's going through the preliminary hearing. Okay. Right before the preliminary hearing, he enters a, a guilty plea. Okay. So he went to the police, but he... And they charged him. But then when, you know, in court, when they say, what do you plead? He's like, I plead not guilty. Even though I already gave you a confession, we're going to pretend like that didn't happen.
1: So he He, pleads not guilty. So he
2: originally. Oh, and now he's changed it to guilty. And now he changed it to guilty. It was really amazing. I I read a lot of articles. And this this dude's on Murderpedia, too, if you want to look him up. There's a lot of information there. A little too much, probably. But they... um, the impact statements. I think they were saying in the state of Utah, this was the first time um victim impact statements were able were heard by a judge. Like oh. yeah. How? Well, the victim impact statements are the family. Oh, the oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's the, the first
1: time in two thousand. I think that's what they said. It was wow. the first time
2: in two thousand in two thousand four, it's the first time they had allowed that. That's insane. The laws in this great nation are just completely blew my mind. Here's what's bonkers. In Utah, let me, let me just look this one thing up. In Utah, they were, um, his sentence was ridiculous because he was convicted. Of course, he was sentenced. His sentence is six years to life.
1: Oh, that's so weird. Six years. But I've never understood the six the to life thing i've never really well, gotten you that you can actually stay in prison as long
2: as they deny your parole for until life now okay. every state has a number of years that life means i think i was we read in virginia it was 40 years so does that
1: mean after 6 years he starts coming up for parole
2: Yes. That's insane. But the first time that happened, the parole board sent him a note and said, don't come back until 2035. Oh, that's when we're we going to start considering anything. From oh, you. wow. There right. we go. <laughs> Love it. Lori's dad, who lived in California at the time, her mom lived in Utah, but they were mm-hmm. separated or divorced. And um, of course, he came and helped search and everything. But when this asshole got his sentence of six years to life, the dad was just Beside himself, it's like six years. Right. So he worked endlessly to get a law change, get the law changed in Utah. He wasn't even from Utah. Got and it got the bill passed that when you're in Utah and you get anything for murder, is a minimum of fifteen years.
1: Oh wow!
2: No matter if it's called something murder, right? <laughs> it's fifteen years it's automatic ten years. So right. he did get the law changed. It's called Lori's Law. Oh nice. Yeah. You know I love Candice Delong. Do you know that she's the one, she has a, she was a profiler for the FBI. It's like, she's a real person.
1: Oh, right, right.
2: And she does the podcast Killer Psyche. Right. And it's just an amazing podcast because she's all about the, oh, Ooh, the, the psyche. Brain. I right. just love all that stuff. <laughs> so, but Candace DeLong actually commented on, I think Oxygen might've done a show on them or one of the shows. And she was on there and she said, cause you know, she's a psychologist, And she said the thing with Mark running around naked. She was like, most psychotic people don't usually wear their shoes,
1: right? He didn't
2: want (laughs) want to scratch up his feet. (laughs) No, he must be (laughs) tenderfooted. He didn't want no glass in his foot. Uh, So I thought that was funny that Candace DeLong had commented about that. So anyway, he he evidently was a pathological liar. He, He likes to blame it on the fact that his brothers were high achievers. Oh, for heaven's And his take. parents were high achievers, and he never felt like he could achieve. So he was just going to lie about it.
1: It was cold there in their shadow. <laughs> yeah, he, somebody
2: said he's the kind of person who doesn't think life gave him enough, mm-hmm. but he really just wants to sit on the couch and have what he thinks he deserves. Oh to yeah. Him. He doesn't want to put in the effort to get it. Yeah. So instead he just killed his wife. They think that what happened was she found out, she told him I'm leaving you. It was going to be too much of an embarrassment for him. Right. And then he killed her. Right. Like there's no basis. I mean, it's just dumb. He didn't do it for the insurance money. He, he just, just didn't want her to know that he was a liar. And he said this thing in court, I'm not going to quote him because I think he's an asshole and he doesn't deserve to be quoted. And he acted like he was some kind of Confucius <laughs> <laughs> and he was pissing me off. <laughs> and he said something about, you don't know one little lie can unravel and it hurts more people than just the liar or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I suck an egg. Really? Oh, here's my American salute to you, Yes, dude. really? So anyway, that's my murder.
1: That's amazing. Way to go. Well Thank done. You. Thank well Antonio. done. Thank Antonio you, Antonio.
2: Antonio. cute little kids and a little a little baby he got a little baby girl yes and he shows she has his headphones on and pictures all the time oh I just love sweet her. yeah he's a cool dude yeah. He's a cool dude yeah in a loose mood all right
1: wow <laughs> look at him okay can I have a pop tart <laughs> uh, no you get so those at funny. the end oh <laughs> Uh I'm going to go put icing on them, though.
0: I'm going to dress them up. That's a good idea. So
1: let's take a little breaky poo, Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back, and maybe I'll give you half a pop tart. We'll see. We're really back. What you got going on over there? Well, uh, let me just say, I did put the icing on these here pop tarts, and they look amazing. I know, and she won't let me have one yet. No, that's for the end. I don't like that. I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I I did also want to mention I made homemade jam to go in the middle of it. Um, and I used our That's local, crazy. like our strawberries are in here. So I used our local strawberries oh, in the recipe. They are the best. And that jam is the bomb.com. It's, it's the jam. The jam. It's delicious. That
2: started it all. <laughs> We'd be jamming. We'd be jamming. Jamming.
1: No,
2: no, no. No, and
1: Trout's all upset with you. Oh, yeah, it's me he's upset with. Well, he's standing right beside you, staring at you, crying. Well, I'm ignoring him. He says, stop that. Can you tell me a murder? Oh, yeah, I got one. (laughs) I got one right here. I forgot while we were here. Oh, God, me too. 30-year-old Sandy Burfield worked as a waitress for Brickford's Restaurant in Medford. She worked hard for for her money. money. In Medford, Massachusetts. We're in the Boston area. Oh, Medford, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. (laughs) Trouty, Trouty, what's the matter? Trouty, Trouty. Oh, you're good. Okay. Lay down. Lay down. You should just lay down. And listen, I got a story to tell. Do tell me story. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't look at him. at him. All right. So Sandy was the youngest child of 15. That's right. You heard me. She had 14 brothers and sisters. That's craziness. Oh, Lordy Lordy That's me. That's way too many. And with that many siblings, I bet she was real good at customer service. Oh, my God. Yes. I bet she could deal with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she could deal with a
0: lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. And. According to her friends, Sandy never met a stranger. I just want to tell everybody real quick: I got new medicine for him to take, not quite to calm him down. He took a mixture of things and yeah, cocktail, and now he's falling apart. He is falling apart. Sandy cared a lot about the people that she came in contact with, no matter where they were in their lives. Oftentimes, if there was a homeless person that came in asking for food, she would sit them in her section and buy them a meal. So she just had a really big heart. She enjoyed working at, at Brickford's, but I keep calling it Brickford, but it's Bick. It's Bickford. Bick, 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 Bick. 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 Bickford. Bickford, not Bickford. Brick. Yeah. Bickford. People up north might be offended. Of course they will. They'll be like,
2: <laughs> we don't have a Brickford. So sorry. Them southerners can't even I say know. the right word. It's my allergies. I know. <laughs> such bad allergies.
1: So she did really good at the restaurant, but she wanted to get a second job because she needed to make money because she wanted to buy herself a car. Sandy spent a lot of time outside of work going to visit her daughter. She had had a baby when she was 16 mm-hmm. and her daughter had been born with spina bifida. Oh, And she was in a long-term, like a in a care facility, Uh but it was close by and she went to visit. She would take the bus or catch a ride or whatever, but she needed a car so she could go more often. Absolutely. Give her some freedom about when she came and went. Sandy picked up a second job at a local bar. Her customer said she had a heart of gold. And she went out of her way to make the locals feel at home. And everything was going really good for her. There was just this one little tiny thing at the restaurant that was somewhat unsettling. One little tiny thing. That's the handyman. (laughs)
2: Oh no! That's more than a tiny.
1: <laughs> Not the Candy Man, but the Handy I Man. I understand.
2: Well, is he the Handsy Man?
1: No, he's the Handy Man. The Handy Man, whose name was, is Stephen Caruso, was just an odd character, an odd fellow. He did repair work when needed at the restaurant, but he also came into the restaurant to eat every day, at least twice a day. Oh, so he was always he didn't there. Know where to go? Always there clearly had nowhere else to go, but he irritated the waitresses. Oh, that's he, rude. He was very eccentric, but in a rude kind of way. He was I don't like very it. demanding. I don't like it. No. And sometimes, you know it's hard when you're a waitress and you've got this customer that sits in at your table for hours and hours because you don't make any money off that table. No, you don't. You count on the shift or an asshole or makes you feel uncomfortable. Right. Right. It's like a double whammy. A double whammy. Yeah. when, when you're a waitress, you want your tables to flip so you can continue to make money off of it. Does, you no good for somebody, one person to sit and drink coffee all day No, in your station. That's not okay. But it was a well-known fact that Stephen was an oddball. And for whatever reason, the manager just switched him around to different waitress sections. So everybody had to have a term with Stephen. That's gross. They were all really creeped out by him. It wasn't just, a, oh, he's a pain in the butt customer. This was he gives me a creeps. I'm very unsettled by him, kind of and thing. And that manager just let him keep coming. I in. do have some opinions about that. I've got some opinions. I really do, mm-hmm. very strong opinions have about opinions. that. But I wasn't back. I wasn't there, and it's it's the '90s. That's true. So I, I got it. Whatever. Not I'm really, gonna try to keep it. my opinions to myself for now. Mm-hmm. They might spill out later because of my allergies. Yeah. Stephen would practically harass the waitresses when he came in, and of course, he ended up one day in Sandy's section. Sandy did her best to be friendly to Steven, but it got so bad that if she was waiting on another customer, he would interrupt her no matter what she was doing and call her over to his table. And she would say, I'll be there in just a minute. But he was very disruptive to her. You know, you lose your whole train of thought. Absolutely. In August of 1997, how about that? (laughs) There you go. Sandy's sweet daughter passed away. She was devastated. The community really rallied around her um, after her daughter's death. Sandy started to sh- to show a lot more patience with her customers. It, it's almost like she had this maternal instinct that she needed to, to put give somewhere. Yeah. She yeah. no longer had her daughter to give it to. And she said so she gave it to her customers. Aww. And she was even a little bit more patient with Steven. Well, look at her. One night she... She a good-hearted woman. Good-hearted woman. One night she even told him, um, hey, a bunch of us are going to the bar. Mm-hmm. If you want to stop by, you you know, feel free. Which to you and me would be like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll stop by. Maybe say, hey, grab a drink, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to Stephen, it was, hey, I'm in love with you please come be my date <laughs> no that's not what she said but that's what he heard mm. so he shows up at the bar and he's all dressed up in like a powder blue oh my god wide
2: it lapel sounds like <laughs> a, um, a movie from our childhood right who's the guy that did all the movies
1: the, you know that guy that guy that did the, the did thing the, the 16 one <laughs> 16, 16 one. candles uh-huh.
2: And then he and he did St. Elmo's Fire and he did the Breakfast Club. It was all them. John Hirsch.
1: Is uh, that a name? No. Judd uh-huh. Hirsch. No, Judd. <laughs> he, no Nelson. No. Judd we Nelson don't. was in the Breakfast Club. Okay. No, there was just this one guy that wrote all those movies. Oh, I don't know. But no. It that's... sounds
2: like that kind of a movie. Like he's there and he's all dressed up in his powder blue tuxedo. Sounds
1: and... more like the water boy or something <laughs> <he had> Sandler <laughs> would do.
2: Not as romantic. <laughs>
1: No, there's no romance here. Okay. No, because he, he shows right. up I at this bar. Of <laughs> yeah, he shows up at this bar and he just basically stares at Sandy the whole night. She's so uncomfortable. How, how can you enjoy drinks with your friends when some creepoid
2: <laughs> is staring you down at
1: in his power you know, play? boy, <laughs> get over here. Oi, oi, boy. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> so the next day he comes into the restaurant and he asks Sandy out. Oh. And she was very polite. She said, no, I, I don't <laughs> think Hell that's no. something I want to do. And he said, but I just finished washing your car. <laughs> Creepy. Hello. <laughs> <What>? No, no. <laughs> you don't get to wash my car just because <sighs> you see it. No. Well, you just can't because you wash my car doesn't mean I gonna be madly in love with you no, date. no 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 <laughs> again Sandy very politely turned him down but this didn't sit well with Stephen and his demeanor his whole demeanor just completely changed right before her eyes and it really really made Sandy uncomfortable just that quick change that he did. And she told her manager, I don't want him in my section anymore. It's time for somebody else to take a Stephen turn. On August 24th, Sandy went to visit one of her many sisters who lived close by. And while she was there, I think her sister must have been out mm-hmm. on an appointment or something. So Sandy was there by herself, mm-hmm. just hanging out. And someone knocked at the door. Well, she looks at the people and it's Stephen. What? He has shown up at, at her sister's house. Yes. <gasps> and she refuses to let him in. But how creepy is that? that's not okay. Now I'd be like, how, how did you, how did you find me? Yeah. Yeah. And why did you find me? Exactly. Ew. But here's something really smart about Sandy. Mm-hmm. She journaled and anytime something mm-hmm. weird happened with Steven, she, she wrote it in journal. her journal. That's okay. right. Sandy also from knowing people at the bar and at the restaurant, she had a friend that was a police officer. She mm-hmm. told the police officer what, that was going on. He was like, Oh, I'll have a talk with them. Oh, okay. So one day, while while Stephen was in the restaurant, um, the police officer came in and gave him a talking to about, wow. you know, no more of this BS with creeping Sandy out, like mm-hmm. leave her alone. She said, no, just walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen felt like it was an embarrassment to him mm-hmm. to be approached that way in a room in a restaurant full of people. Yeah. It didn't embarrass
2: Sandy at all when you and your blue powdered <laughs> Powdered blue suit stared at her at a bar all night exactly
1: exactly and just because he was in a different section didn't mean he didn't stare at her all through her shift every day that he came in it just it's so unnerving I can't even he's attached I can't it's it's a lot again none of this sits well with Stephen as a matter of fact this infuriated him to be embarrassed in public like mm-hmm. this. The restaurant manager told Steve, Stephen that he couldn't sit in Sandy's any section anymore. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, at this point, you would think that the restaurant manager would kick Stephen out and tell him, hey, you've harassed the last waitress here. Yeah. You need to go and, and don't come back. But evidently, there was some law. I don't know if it was in the 90s or if it's still there in Massachusetts, but it was illegal for him to ban him from the restaurant. Really? Yeah, I don't get it. We don't have that here and we don't have it and we didn't have it in Virginia yeah, when I worked it's at a restaurant passing a person. You trespass them, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you they can't come back. You have the right to refuse service to, to anybody. anybody. If it's your own if it's a private business. But I guess they do things different up in Massachusetts. Well, maybe he's just trying to be polite. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't be polite. Hopefully it hopefully that law's been changed, but Yes. One can only hope. Stevens very angry at Sandy, and he continues to come into the restaurant and stare at her with daggers in his eyes. Oh. By September of 1998, things are really starting to escalate. One day, Sandy walked out of her house to find her car tires had all been slashed, all four of them oh. slashed. And she had a feeling Stephen was behind it, but she didn't have any proof. She decided to see if there was any kind of legal action that she could take against him. And I guess in the state of Massachusetts, at the time, you cannot, you can take out a criminal restraining order against somebody that you had a relationship with. But if you didn't have a relationship with them, you couldn't. So you what? could take that's a so restraining order out on your abusive boyfriend or your husband, mm-hmm. but not the creepoid at work that's harassing you mm-hmm. and slashing your tires. That had to be handled in a different court. I know it's really, really weird. You, you could go through the civil court system and get a restraining order from the civil court system, mm-hmm. but it, you know that's not criminal. Right. That's bad. Right And she did. She was able to go through the court, and she did get a restraining order against Stephen. Stephen was ordered to stay at least a hundred feet away. No, she has stay away. And <laughs> stay he could away. no longer hang out at the restaurant, eat, oh, so good. that was really good. Again, Stephen not happy. <laughs> he ended up losing his job because, you know, he can't hang out at the restaurant. He can't work at the restaurant if one of the waitresses has a restraining order against right. him. So he got fired. yeah, finally. Now, Sandy had been, when she went to the police station to find out about the civil restraining order, one of the police officers that worked there said, hey, listen, you need to think about maybe getting some sort of surveillance camera in your house. Oh, yeah. Just in case this creep shows up, then you can get him on video and we can help you with that. So she did. She went and got herself a surveillance camera and she set it up on the second floor of her house. Okay. and according to court records on September 30th, 1998, Sandy heard a noise outside her house. She ran upstairs and made sure that video camera was going and she could see a man dressed all in black with the hood up walking away from her car. She reported this to the police, but the video didn't capture the incident. So no charges were filed on October 4th, 1998. Sandy's car broke down on the way to work. Mm. Her mechanic found battery acid in the gas tank.
2: Oh gosh!
1: Sandy's camera did pick up video of the man dressed all in black with the hood up at three fifteen in the morning. How freaky is that? Yeah. She could tell it was Stephen because he Stephen had this certain distinct walk. It was almost uh-huh. like a bounce. Uh huh. He had a, this gait, and she recognized it. On October 25th, 1998, Stephen showed up again at her house. This time it was at 2:15 in the morning. Two, oh my God! Really, Sandy? Yeah. Go to bed. Sandy, go to bed. Right. Sandy watched from inside her house because at this point I'm sure she's not sleeping well. She has no. to be unnerved. And Stephen again pours battery acid into her gas tank. Why is this man still on the street? Where is he getting battery acid I from? I don't even know where you get that. Like I you guess you can't buy that. No, it must have a, a selection of batteries that do would even know how, how do you get the acidized?
0: <laughs> like how do you just like get how it do you acidized?
1: acidized? <laughs> how do you get an acidized? Get, like, and how do you store that acidication? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, so she calls nine one one and tells the operator or the dispatcher she is one hundred percent sure that this man is her stalker, Stephen Caruso. Finally, the police get involved and they arrest Stephen and he is charged with three counts of malicious destruction of property. One count for one of the tire slashes, Mm -hmm. two counts for the battery acid incidences, incidents on May 10th, 1999, a jury found him guilty for the battery acid counts, but not the tire slashing. He was sentenced. Follow me carefully. To a total of eighteen months. That's two sentences to run concurrently. Oh, we don't like that. Right. It ended up somehow in all of the math that he would spend six months in jail, with the rest of his jail time suspended. He was required to get a psych evaluation and to pay Sandy three thousand dollars in damages. This That's is it. not going to go well. Right. And he and he had to stay away from Bickford's. Okay. That was, that was it. That was it for this man who's a coworker who had been torturing this poor woman for years now. Yeah. I mean, Sandy, she must have just been at her wit's end. I would have been, I would have been, I just can't, I can't, I cannot with this guy. I cannot with this guy. This guy. Sandy was very relieved that Stephen was going to jail, but it was only for six months. As soon as he got out of jail, Stephen was back at back at it. Oh. He wouldn't go into the restaurant, but he would stand outside the restaurant and stare at Sandy while she worked. Oh my God. This woman needs to go into witness protection. I know, it's insane. She started sleeping with a knife under her pillow. Stephen would watch her when she left work from the bar or the restaurant. Then he started to call her and hang up. He would call and breathe into the phone and hang up. And it was constant. It was not a deal. Right. He doesn't like her. Yeah. He really, really started to turn up the heat and oh Sandy God. kept writing every incident in her journal. She, she wrote it all down. That's great. When you are buried in the back of a
2: pig barn, right? Like who cares about your journal? I know, We're but I it- know why
1: you're dead, but you are going to be dead. Right. One morning, Sandy was actually scheduled to open at the restaurant, and when she walked in, she was overcome by the smell of that natural gas yeah. gas leak. It turned out somebody had turned the gas on, oh. knowing that she—the first thing you do when you're an opener is you go and you start the ovens. Yeah, you get everything warmed up.
2: The, so he's and trying she, to kill her. It, if, it seems this that is way. Gone from. I want to make sure you know I'm mad. To I'm going to. Erase you off the, face
1: yeah, of the earth. Yeah, And he's relentless and he's escalating. And again, she's doing everything right. She's yeah. keeping a journal. She's calling the police. She yeah. got a restraining order. You know, this guy's been to jail. He's been out of jail. Again, she's telling police, hey, he's still harassing me. Is yeah. there anything I can do? And the police are set, our hands are tied, right? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. On January 20th, 2000, Sandy was at home. She noticed a package on her porch and looked at it. It was a package from one of her sisters. She took the package inside, and within minutes, there was a loud explosion. Mm -mm. Sandy was gone. Stephen Caruso had put the package on Sandy's doorstep using her sister's name and address on the return label, knowing that Sandy would open that box. Yeah. Within 40 minutes of the explosion, police were at the home of Stephen Caruso. They arrested him and charged him with murder. When they searched his house, they did find a lot of data on his computer that he had collected about Sandy's family. He had the, all of their names, all of her siblings, everyone's name, their age, their addresses, all of it. Insane. As if this ordeal wasn't bad enough. When the times, when the trial started, Sandy's family had to sit in court and listen to details about Sandy's final moments. Oh, my about God. About how her body was scattered throughout her house. They had to see pictures of the aftermath. Things like this should not happen. It just shouldn't. This is a story that is tragic beyond tragic because there were so many missed opportunities to to protect this poor woman. Yeah. And they just were missed. They were missed. Steven Caruso was found guilty of first degree murder and was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. That's good. Sandy's family has worked tirelessly to find changes that can be made to protect others who might be harassed in the future. They worked with their state senator and created Sandy's Law. Sandy's Law allows people to get a criminal restraining order against anyone, even if you don't have a relationship with them. There you go. It gives more protection to victims of abuse and harassment. Progress. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad Sandy has such a long, such a meaningful legacy that's been left. And I did see somewhere that in 2004, January was established as Stalking Awareness Month in Massachusetts. Oh. So they there was a lot of progress. And I think there continues to be a lot of progress on this. Uh, I know this, the family has foundations and websites that yeah. talk about these types of situations. But I picked this, this story because... You know, as I said in the beginning of my podcast, our podcast that mm, I have I to go back podcast. to work to the office, and uh, this is a workplace. This is a murder or co-worker situation. situation. So, so, have your I'm head on a swivel. Going to have my head on a swivel, All so right. I don't, I don't, I don't get the murder. I don't want you to catch the. That's murder. it. Let's have pop tarts. Let's have pop tarts. get 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 get. Give me a Pop-Tart. All right. So these are easy. The icing. uh, oh, so it's so shiny and pretty. You put just a little tiny bit of, of corn syrup in the icing. And then while the icing is still wet, I put little sprinkles on it. They're adorable. Yeah, they're, they're really, really cute. Really, I can't really, wait really for you cute. guys to see the picture. Ooh, oh, let's taste it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm. Mm. It's that mm-hmm. jam. That That's jam mm. is the bomb.com.
2: It's crazy. <laughs> It's delicious. That jam is the freaking jam. It's the jam. jam. So good. That crust is amazing. It is. And -hmm. I thought it was going to be more like pie crust, but no, I don't know what this is. I don't like pop tart. It's It's pop tart tart. crust. Oh yeah cuz I was oh yeah. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I was going to say it's like a tart. Right. I, I just forgot the pop. It's a pop tart. It's a tart pop. No, <laughs> not pop tart. A pop tart. Yeah, and
1: we'll we'll put the link to this on our social. Yeah, that's that is such media. a cute little I mean, what a cute little thing
2: to take to somebody's house like if your kids going for a sleepover, and oh, you take God, like a yeah. basket of these. Uh, so easy. They were yes. so very easy. I'm excited for you to make a lot Of different flavors. Yeah,
1: maybe. We'll see. Like
2: a blueberry.
1: Blueberry or um, just the cinnamon. I love the (gasps) cinnamon Pop-Tarts. Yes, and I don't want the chocolate. Oh, no, yeah. (laughs) So stay (laughs) tuned. Okay,
2: we have social media. Oh, we do. And I'm very thankful for it. Me too. I because we found a lot of
1: friends on social media. We
2: have found a lot of friends. We have people that actually send us emails.
1: Mm, they do. And you know how they do that? They send an email to <laughs> murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And then they send us emails. Yay.
2: It's so fun. It is so fun. It's so fun. And um we have Instagram. Yes. I Me heard, I heard we that have was mentioned. It. We have Instagram and our handle is at sugarcoated murder. I we love have a handle. We twit on the twit. <laughs> we we're do, on the twit. We're twitters. We twit, we're tweet tweeters. We're twitters. tweeters. And so that is at sugar murder. Yes. And then we have Facebook.
1: We do. We, we do. If you go and look for sugar Coated murder podcast, you'll find our business page. If you throw fan page at the end of that sugar-coated murder podcast you'll find our fan page (laughs) and if you you want to join the fan page we'd be happy to have you we're happy to have you we're over a 190 now 190 and listen trout trout's all in yeah please do something please do join so if y'all want to you can buy us a
2: coffee oh yeah (laughs) and we would try to find some more drugs that would possibly work on this dog (laughs) <laughs> buy trout a coffee. Yeah, so please buy trout a tranquilizer. <laughs> but because there's no website that says that, go to buy me a coffee. I've been sugarcoated for a podcast and get us some coffee so we can please buy this dog some drugs. These were some very expensive drugs. I know too. they're not working. No, they
1: don't see they work for like five minutes yeah. and then it was over. That but was it. it takes us forever to get set yeah, up and ready to roll. Yeah. do better do better we all have to do better we all have to make sacrifices sacrifices man yes all right what else i don't have anything
2: yeah no i don't listen to this upcoming promo oh yeah we got a promo i'm gonna have a promo on an event that we're taking that we're taking place
1: on no 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 we're
2: trying to take part in this but um we got to get our technology together but we struggle it's not podcasting for the cure. It's something else. And you'll hear it in the promo, but it's yes, really important. It's very because important. Because they're going to do live streaming of different podcasters throughout a, a long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this it's is a so thing. Bad. And then there's people. And there's, and there's, there's other sound, thing. And you
2: donate. And, and what you're doing is you're donating for to a cure. something to the cure. I think it's called Podcast for the Cure. Yes. But... Either way, you'll be able to donate to this fund that, that cures
1: um, things, cures cancer, things, some, some, yeah, things. It's the a cancer cure.
2: promo will tell the you cancer, all about yeah, it.
0: You got, you got don't care. count on
2: us. Just
1: listen to,
2: I'm probably saying it all opposite of what it really is, but <laughs> listen to the promo and you'll get the deets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's it. Listen. to don't have anything else. Guys, stay sweet and don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will. Talk about you. We're
2: going to talk about y'all if you murder. We're probably, okay, probably going to talk meantime, about you anyway. and Stay sweet. This has safe. been we Sugar Love Coated Bye. Murder Bye, Podcast.
1: Y'all. A deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share
0: with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast.